This is David Crossan, and on this week's Le Bourgeois Kylian Mbappe special, producer Ian spoke to Graham Hunter, Spanish-based journalist, about Real Madrid's long-standing interest in the French International World Cup winner and about other Ligue 1 stars, including Ren Starlet, Eduardo Camavinga. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Le Bourgeois, the official League One podcast. It's the uh, Kylian Mbappe special, and we're delighted to be joined by... Spanish football journalist, expert, and all-round good guy, Graham Hunter from Barcelona. Graham, we're looking to get your thoughts on how Kylian Mbappe is viewed in Spain. In Spain, I think one of the things that you and I both know, we've been friends for a long time in Spanish football culture, admires players of the all-round kind of renaissance talent that Kylian has got. So across this country, I don't think there's any question that whether you call it aficionados, general public, media, clubs, um, I think there's a, a pretty heightened awareness that there were that we're in the presence of greatness. I think there's a general belief that Kylian Mbappe, if he handles himself correctly, can mark an era. And for those of you who are already laughing into their um croissant or their porridge, wherever you're listening, and say, well, Graham. He's already been the best young player at a World Cup that he won and he's got a medal. Doesn't that mark an era? My aspirations for somebody who sits in Spain, works in Spain and and admires Mbappe and did so when John Collins was a guest on my podcast many years ago. And um, uh, you know, John had been, not long before the Russian of Monaco came in, he'd been asked by uh, the prince in Monte Carlo to, to go back and take over at Monaco. And he, so he stays closely, closely involved. And I remember way back years, really in the season that Mbappe was a breakthrough player at Monaco, um, John said to me, look out for Mondi, look out for Mbappe, they're super special. And John said back then, there is a feeling that Mbappe at this stage is ahead of where Thierry Henry was breaking through. At Stadlude and at um, La Tourbie. And at the time, you take it seriously because John's an intelligent, um, rounded, philosophical football judge, hard nosed to keep in touch. But you, you also think, well, okay, let's see whether these two fulfill potential that they're said to have. And in the case of Killian, yes, he already has fulfilled the, the type of potential he's supposed to bring into, into play by this age. But now that I've matched what John said about him and what Gillian has done since, my aspiration is that probably he becomes the world's dominant player of the next eight to nine years. I mean, we've got Arsene Wenger talking about him and he says that it's now really up to, to Mbappe to take the next step, which, as you say, is, is, is quite, a, it's quite a step because he's already taken so many so very quickly and so early in his career. Wenger, though, says that it's really down to Mbappe about how good he wants to be. Is that something you would agree with? It's called, Ian, Ian. Is, I, I, you know, I can't remember if you and I have spoken on this podcast before, but and therefore I was wondering whether I should just be, you know, full beam or, or dip my headlights a little bit. And what I have to say is that I am an outright, untrammeled, unqualified admirer of Kylian Mbappe, and that's point full stop. But sometimes the the jungle drums in in the football industry can 
sell you a myth. And sometimes the tom-tom drums in, in this industry can, can beat out a rhythm of, there are slight worries. I think I interpret Arson as doing two things. One, saying something that's really obvious, because he's the guy who, for example, spotted that other people were not helping Anelka and Vieira, Anelka at PSG, Vieira at Milan, um, Thierry Henry at, at Juventus, that, that they'd, they'd stalled slightly at different ages. You know, his, his judgment of Anelka or Vieira stalling at their young age, to the art, taking them to Arsenal, was, was quite perspicacious. Um, his judgment that Thierry Henry had stalled a little bit at Juventus was obvious, but then to realign him and Thierry Henry, as you know, I interviewed him recently and he talked about Wenger awakening his brain, challenging his mind. Now, when Arsene talks about Kylian Mbappe, he's talking with the same um, periscope that he used to view the the slight stalling of those three I've mentioned before. He made them greats, all-time greats at Arsenal. Each of them did... To, to varying degrees of time, did become an all-time great at the club. So, with Killian, he said something true and obvious, and, and that Arsenal is a trademark for being able to express. But I think there's something else, and that's why I talk about Tonton drums beating out rhythm. There is a there is a slight feeling now, I think, Killian needs to choose really carefully who surrounds him, um, how he copes with the gigantic expectations that are on him, and how he copes with either choosing and accepting to stay at Paris Saint-Germain, or if that's not his will, how he chooses to, um, I shall say, engineer cope with the next phase of his life. And, and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't spend time in Paris. So I'm choosing my words more um, carefully than I might normally uh, do, in that I've got no reason to believe that Kylian Mbappe is has changed in his behaviour or his manner or his lifestyle. But I know that there are people within football who think that those things are beginning to encroach on his entourage and his way of appreciating the football life. And every every good footballer goes through that metamorphosis of, I know I'm good, I know I'm exceptional, I know I'm world-class. I, I, I've people have been telling me this since I was 13. But now that I'm there, and wow, look at this lifestyle, look at these rewards. And if you don't put a really clever filter on the, on both ears about what people tell you you should be doing, you might be doing, or it would be better to do, that filter doesn't remain in place as it was in previous years. People can gently, not, not lose their way, but they can gently reduce their, their, their punching power to potential, and and you never want to do that, but you particularly don't want to do that when you're at that 19, 20, 21 age, um, when you can be influenced and when your, your talent can be misharnessed by other people around you. And I think, I think obliquely, my opinion is, Arsene has just gently been referring to that. The Spanish press have certainly been getting themselves in a, in a bit of a twist during the lockdown period, perhaps it's because they didn't have too much better to do, but they've been going on a lot about Eduardo Camavinga 
and also about Mbappe. And Mbappe, of course, has spoken about his love for Real Madrid very publicly. Do you think a move to Real Madrid is is inevitable? It, you're very closely connected with with Barcelona, of course. Could a Barcelona move be on in, instead? Camavinga needs to be understood in, in a very simple context. Number one, which is that even though in in recent years I've been constructively critical about Florentino Perez. Uh, not having a director of football behaving in a very presidential style, almost like Massimo Moratti used to behave at Inter Milan. fact is that recently, by which I mean uh, maybe since the hangover of losing Neymar to Barcelona, stopped becoming a sore head and then become, let's do something active about it. Florentino Perez is point of view has been, I don't simply want revenge for missing out on Neymar. I want to consistently sign the very best young talents in the world at a, at a very competitive price and take the risk that not all of them come through and punch their weight. Um, he very loudly and very clearly said um, when players like Vinicius were being presented, this is our model. This isn't just we've captured Vinicius, Rodrigo, and these are very good players. Uh, Ribeiro, more recently, Camavinga fits into our perspective and saying the way in which we can be competitive with the clubs that are that appear to be owned by nation states and therefore, for the moment, have bottomless bits of money, is to be first and to accept the risk that a guy that we buy at 16 or 15 million euros might be worth 10 million euros by the time he's 22. But the likelihood is that if we buy well, we'll still have him at 26 or 27. He'll have earned his trophies, he'll have become a world name. And if we choose to sell him, we'll be selling him for 200 million. This is all conceptually before the pandemic happened and we've yet to find out what damage that will do to, to values. But um, I think it's really crucial to understand Camavinga as being a natural objective for the Madrid because they now do have a structured, enunciated policy. Mbappe is different, obviously, in that they, like Neymar, they, they in inverted commas, had him and lost him. They, they twice, in fact, I, I would consider, in that, you know, they, they brought him over to, to look at the training facilities to meet Zidane. They didn't quite manage to seal it then. When he was leaving Monaco, the deal should have been made for Mbappe to Real Madrid. Mbappe's people said, it is imperative. We will not join you unless one of the BBC, um, which was Bale, Benzema and Cristiano Ronaldo, one of them must be sold because Killian will compete for his place, but he isn't going to compete with those three at his age and find that he's playing a third or two thirds or half of a season. And and, they, and Rimmerdy said no. So they, they muffed that chance and, and Florentino Perezian is not somebody who will let his dream go. Kylian Mbappe has become a greater prospect as an athlete, as a goal scorer, um, as a club player, as an international player since those things took place. And, it, you know, while I do not wish um, Paris Saint-Germain to lose a player that's so important to them so soon, particularly at a moment when Neymar's future at the club's in doubt, Cavani is going to go and change should be based around the bedrock of Mbappe's skills. It's no longer you know, Mbappe's an individual player. For a, for a well 
well-planned, well-managed club, Mbappe should be um, the centerpiece around which the attacking force of the next four years should be should be planned and should be able to be planned. The trouble is, it's very often the case, not not exclusively always, but normally when Real Madrid want a guy, normally, even in the face of Paris Saint-Germain, they, they get him. And the perfect storm from Real Madrid's point of view, again, without me wishing ill on Paris Saint-Germain, is that Mbappe wants to come. Mbappe is fascinated by Zidane. Um, Mbappe has had a taste of what Madrid like would look and feel like. Mbappe, I think, is coming to a realisation that um, normally, that this season is different, but normally, because of the way that Ligue 1 is at the moment, it's going to be extremely diff- difficult, no matter how um, Paris Saint-Germain develop a squad, for PSG to either win the Champions League or to regularly dominate Europe. It's just it's quite a big ask. Players, even at his young age, are, in, are impatient. The perfect storm that I mentioned a couple of minutes ago is, is such that Benzema is being renewed as a, in terms of him being the, the number one striker at Madrid, but he's at an age where he needs um, augmenting and then replacing. Real Madrid would have already been significantly ahead in, in this La Liga title, which is only resuming in a couple of weeks, had they had a proper goal scorer. So, you know, there is, I think you and I probably agree, there is a will from Mbappe to make the move. There is a d- deep determination for Real Madrid to buy him. And there's a gigantic, gaping need for Real Madrid to possess a footballer of his talents. Now, in those circumstances, when you add them all together, it's still more rare that Real Madrid don't get the man. They're like the, the pictures in the Canadian Mounties. You mentioned um, you mentioned the huge the, the obsession that Killian has for, for Zidane. Um, how how key? I mean, is he the key to making any sort of move happen for Real Madrid? I, I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so because you, if in in any operation, you know well that you know you, you can. You could lust to be in one place when you're contracted to another. And the coach isn't different. The, the absolute key is, can the um, move makers unlock the operation? So I don't have the answer, but how do you persuade Paris Saint-Germain that their single most important football, which I think, irrespective of what anybody else's opinion is, I won't budge from saying in back his current Paris Saint-Germain's most important player, and you and I both know, I mean that far beyond his ability to score goals. Mm. Um, if he goes this quickly, what does that tell other players, great players you want to sign? Paris Saint-Germain, mighty Paris Saint-Germain, is, is simply a trampoline to a bigger club. Well, you don't want to give that off. How do you, what do you tell the fans? What do you tell sponsors? What do you tell your current players? Mm. So it should be a Gordian knot, um, Ian. I, it, it should it should be that we could wrap up this conversation saying, oh, well, that's that he's staying. He's on the contract. My son's a man endlessly ambitious and endlessly wealthy. Um, no, forget it, Florentino. The fact is that's, that's not exclusively how football works. And therefore, the key to it is, is neither the fact that Zidane has proved to be an extremely good man-manager as a coach, nor the fact that he is iconic and he's a magnetic um, What's another good adjective to try and explain Zidane? Alluring, a magnetic and alluring personality for footballers to be around, whether they're German like Cross or they're 
Croatian like Modric. So for a young Frenchman, so what you were getting at is indeed true, but the key no, because the two things that come long before and being the key to the operation is how, how do Madrid, if they can eventually, how do they make it happen? That's a really crucial question. And then secondly, when Mbappe had the chance to join before, he and his entourage set conditions. Now, I think that will remain the case. I think that his his desire to, to join Real Madrid, his desire to work with Sudan, these are probably going to be absolutely massive parts of any putative operation. But it, will they just go, oh God, now if the doors are open, we just go at any cost. I, I don't think that's, I think Mbappe has got a hard head. I think he's got an ambitious head. And I welcome that. I, you know, I laud him for that, Ian. And, and therefore, Zidane is one of the key elements. But I don't think at this stage, at this distance, he can be considered the key element. Fascinating stuff, as always, Graham. Thanks so much for your insight on Kylian Mbappe. And uh, it's very much a case of watch this space over the next month, possibly the next couple of years. But uh, that Madrid move... And uh, that Zidane obsession that, that Mbappe has looks like it may well, at some stage at least, take him to the Spanish capital. As Liga fans and uh, as a Liga commentator, I'm hoping it's not too soon. Thanks again, Grim.